Hello, everybody. This is the Stronghold Podcast, episode number 27, something like that, episode number 27. I'm here with Uncle Ron. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're finally bringing your level up. You've been looking like a gloomy motherfucker over there for the last I'm just, couple minutes. I'm just tired to see your face, man. <laughs> you're, you're tired to see my face? Uh, I see it all the time. I'm just tired of your face. I'm back again because you got no other guests but me. I'm the champ. That's good. <laughs> it's because these motherfuckers keep canceling on me, man. We gotta get better guests, man. Ooh. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep these guests good and keep them running, but you know how people are, man. They shit comes up. People got stuff to do. No one wants to come on my lowly little podcast. Maybe it's you. Except you. You've got nothing better to do, so you just fucking come. I'm anyway. just doing a friend a favor. Maybe just they just Whatever. don't like you. You're just bored and lonely, and you got nothing else to do. Fuck you. I got <laughs> shit. A ton of shit to do. Just come now. Okay, fine. You just come here instead of you know taking care of your wife and children. Whatever. Not a big uh, whatever, deal. man. Check your privilege, man. Shit. <laughs> You've been missing that asshole. All right. Check your privilege. The banter's on point right away. I appreciate that, Ron. That's why I bring you in. Oh, only the best, man. Only the best mofo from me. Let's go. What do I talk about? Don't no, waste my time. How you're, you're copying my act, bro. You started up a podcast. What the fuck? You're what? trying to step into my shoes? You got big shoes to fill, motherfucker. You're trying to take Well, my... I see you got a podcast. Hey, if you can do it, like, any, any random joke can do it too, man. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's definitely true. No one should listen to me talk, so why should anybody listen to you also? What do you, was, what's your first experience like, man? What's the name of your podcast? Shout it out for uh, us. My podcast called uh, Mouthbox with Uncle Ron. It's on YouTube, Spotify... Have you tried Google Play, a uh, Google podcast? Uh, we tried it, like me and Wugong tried it, like when we first started the podcast. But back then, they were just starting to. Google was just starting to get right, into right. podcasts, and it was more complicated. Now I hear it's easier. So yeah, but it's still shit. Don't do it. Have you tried? Yeah. So, so when you upload on Podbeam, like uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts, like almost instantaneous. Mm. Then with uh, Google Podcasts, sometimes it can be a day, two days before it get uploaded. How is Google so far behind the trend? Because they suck. I mean, it just, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. Well, that's why I went with Spotify because pretty much everybody uses it. Like, I wanted to be on Android and I wanted to make sure we were on Apple, but everybody, even if they have Android, still uses Spotify. So I feel like that market is still mostly covered by Spotify. So I figure if we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on, like, you can download it on YouTube and you can download it from actual Podbean itself. That's pretty decent coverage. Most people have at least one of those platforms. Yeah, that's pretty decent. Don't, don't, don't do Google Podcast. I'm thinking of like just removing it or just like not promoting it anymore because... You put it on there now? I put it on, but sometimes it takes like a couple of days just to upload and you wonder why. You know, the whole anxiety when you post something and it doesn't show like, fuck, is, is it my settings? Did yeah. I do something wrong? Like, what's wrong? Are, are they vetting my podcast? Like, why is it not loading? But it's on Spotify, it's on Apple. Like, so you get all this anxious uh, like two, three days later then finally goes on like something's wrong. Yeah, I know. I always think about if it takes a little bit too long to, to load. How, how many episodes have you done now? I've done seven already. That's pretty quick. Seven. You're, you're burning through them. I saw your last one about your conspiracies. I didn't listen to the podcast yet. It just popped up in my feed yesterday, I think, or something like that. This morning, man. This morning. I was like, give us some conspiracies, dude. Let's go deep. Let's get kicked off YouTube and have the Singapore government ban us and shit. Well, Come on. I, I want to be shadow banned. Let's go. I don't Let's wanna, go. I don't want to get Epstein, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ron was never heard from again. Uh, Prescribe a pill of suicide. <laughs> So what did you guys get into? We talk about we talk about 5G. I mean uh, Z. Shout out to Z. Uh, you remember Z? Who's Z? Weiwen's brother. Oh right. I only met him once. I think. Yeah. He 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 trains mainly back back in Novena the mm. last time. So we talk about uh, COVID and 5G. We talk about uh, Epstein and the uh, uh, Gilane. Yeah. Did you watch the Netflix documentary on on the Jeffrey Epstein? No. I didn't. 
That one was pretty good. It was like, you know, they did their typical Netflix five-piece. Each episode's an hour-and-a-half right. long documentary on... What, what, do, you watch Bikram? do you watch Bikram? Yeah, I watch Bikram, oh, Bikram too. Bikram's a shit, man. Dude. So bad, but man. <laughs> I'm into all that culty shit. Like, I, I watch all that stuff. Yeah, Bikram is a shit. Uh, so, what else you talk about? I talk about Pofma. Do you know Pofma? No, what's that? Like, uh, it's, uh, it talks about um, fake news act. How do you, what are you saying again? P-O-F-M-A, Pofma. Pofma. Protection yeah. of a fake news act or something. Something along that line. So actually, what, okay, okay, a lot of people don't know in Singapore, there's this uh, fake news act where, where if you make a comment, uh, the government can say that it's a fake news and insist that you take it down first. And then if you feel that there is no uh, reason for the government to make you take it down, then you bring it up to court and the court will decide whether, or I, I decide whether it is, uh, whether you, sh- you have a case to fight. So take down first, ask questions later, basically. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and the, the, the shitty part is it's up to a minister to decide. It's not the law, it's not the court. It's a minister to decide, okay, that's fake news. So they're, they're getting you of all different technicalities. Like, for example, like if you say something, something, like there's a 101 something, then they can say, that's fake news, it's 100. But what are, what are we talking about? Like, can they just take down anything? Or is it anything, like... Anything, anything. Or does it have to be pretty like, okay, this is egregious. Where are you getting this information from? Like, this is very clearly nonsense or... What, you want to get cancelled? Anything you say against a certain uh, uh, party will get you <laughs> get you noticed, if you know what I mean. This is why I just you. talk politics about the shit that goes on in my country. I'm not going to do it in this fucking country, dude. I don't want to disappear. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to keep doing what I'm doing. PAP, just don't don't hurt me. You know what I mean? Wuss. <laughs> 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 Whatever, dude. It's none of my business, man. I don't know any of that shit. I don't have the right to vote here. So my own country's got its own problems hey, to on, deal man. with. come on, man. Make free speech great again. Well, I mean, this is the thing that's weird about Singapore, right? Is there's always, even when I moved here, you always heard over and over and over again about how conservative this country is. You know, you, you, you chew gum, you get fined. You do this, you go to jail. You this. It's like this idea that the government always has this just overbearing sort of presence over top of you. But like, actually when you're here day to day, like I've never felt that once. Like I, I've pretty much said what I've wanted to say. I've done what I've wanted to do. Like even on my podcast, I don't censor it. I don't edit it. Like we say what we say. I've never ever felt like this overbearing big brother type presence that's always watching me on my every move, which is kind of the reputation that Singapore has internationally in some sense, especially if you're from like a, a more free quote unquote country, they tend to think that Singapore is this weird Orwellian dystopia. But I mean, really, I don't feel that at all, at all, unless you're like really over the line. I guess for me to describe it, um, from where you come from, looks American, obviously, the, the line is fuzzy on what you can say and cannot say. So like everything goes until somebody decides. But in Singapore, they, they draw a very clear line. As long as you don't pass that line, anything within that region, like go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, even with this election, I, I saw a lot of people talking shit about the PAP online. Not shit. This is the difference, I guess. They weren't really talking shit. What they were doing is they supported the Workers' Party or they supported whoever, right? And then so they're, a lot of them were younger and they're venting their frustrations about how PAP is still dominating, even though Workers' Party is getting a little bit more presence every four years, a little bit more, a little bit more. It's starting to make PAP sweat a little bit. You know what I mean? And some of the people, the younger crowd, that wants something new in, that wants fresh people, young people in or whatever, were venting a little bit. But even that never went over the line and I never you know, heard of people getting a bag fucking pulled over their head and disappearing into the night or any crazy shit like that. Yeah, those, those days are gone actually. Those, those actually did happen in the past. Mm. You know that, right? 
I heard when Lee Kuan Yew was Yang on the rise, right? Yeah, uh, uh, we have a, a again for those who don't know, we have a law in Singapore called the ISA Internal Security Act. So if if you are deemed as a threat to society, maybe like you're a Marxist or, or let's say you believe in cert- certain radical ideas, there's a threat to. Uh, I may get this wrong, so don't 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 f- do fact check me and, and tell me if it's right or wrong. But uh, you they're allowed to arrest you without trial for a couple of years. Couple of years. Yeah, arrest you, put you in jail for a couple of years. They you, they don't need to trial you. So if like you're you're radical in certain ideologies or or political uh, beliefs, they can do it. But it's not so much anymore. They but you'd have to be really radical, like and disturbing the peace, radical, like not just like some solo person who just believes some crazy shit. You would have to like believe crazy shit, try to get people to follow you, try to open up a a church or a cult or something before they're finally like, hey, like I feel like if you were just some well, in the past- loon with a radical idea. In the past, it used to be if you you need to be a red. So if you call me, then they'll just say okay, in you go. <laughs> that's it. That's that's how it operated in the past. But then you need to understand again. Look at the history. Like back in days when we got uh, independence, there was this uh, big fight between the the, the the so-called communist party in Singapore and Malaya, and the uh, the incumbent president, uh, incumbent parties. Uh, so the communist threat that was back like Vietnam War and everything. So I would say it's a bit blurry, but a bit more clear cut. The the issue then was again. I hope I'm not talking about ass. Uh, people get uh, there were Singapore communists. There were communist party in Singapore, but they they. I don't know how to put it. Uh, they were caught like. Okay, just go look up uh, Operation Cold Storage. Operation Cold Storage. Yeah. yeah like like the yeah. grocery store. Yeah. So they they went out to the rest of the union. If if I remember wrongly, like the union leaders. And the communist Jake, party can leaders. we get you to oh, oh, Jake on the assist? Yeah. So okay. Jake from the last episode is our young Jamie over there, looking up the YouTube links. We'll try and link this in the show as well, guys. We'll try and okay. do it in post. So, so they, they got the the student the student uh, un, the union leaders the student union leaders and the, the communist party arrested them wow. under the ISA. So you know what's weird, right? Is uh, like people have this fear about government of this kind of thing happening again. I think it's interesting too because you know this is the argument of, with a lot of the reason why COVID has spread so much in the U.S. because Americans are so anti-tracking, they're so anti-big brother, they're so anti-putting, you know, like this safe check stuff. You know what I mean? The the everybody has to sign into like you, that's not optional. You don't get to opt out of that shit. Like in Singapore, if you want to walk into a restaurant, if you want to go into a grocery store, if you, you have to go, you have to do this to get into anywhere. They make you scan a QR code, it tracks where you are, you're at, and then that's the end of it. You have to, that way they can trust these clusters. Now from the American perspective, like my own perspective is still a little bit like sketch about that because I'm like, yeah, well they could know exactly where I'm going. I mean, they do theoretically whether they want to single me out and actually search them and for what purpose is a whole other question, right? But they do actually have the ability to do that. But like, this is not some crazy dystopian world we live in. Like, this is Singapore. They're not doing it to track you and find out who you're going to go meet at fucking Orchard Towers or, you know what I mean, who you the prostitute you're going to go get in and tell your family. Like, that's not what it is. They're just genuinely trying to make sure that they can contain this COVID situation. But if they tried to do that in the U.S., all the rednecks would come out and start shooting their guns in the sky and saying that the government coming to take my fucking, they're here to take my guns, they're here to take my trucks and my freedom and like all that kind of shit. When in reality, it's like, no, dude, we're just trying to fucking track COVID. We don't give a shit about your guns. We don't give a shit about this. We're just trying to track COVID. But other countries like Korea and in Asia and Singapore, they just did this and everyone was like, okay, 
we assume that you're not going to do it. Now, all these same people in America that talk about not being tracked because of guns and freedom and don't want to wear masks because it's my right to breathe fresh air and all that kind of shit, these are the same people that are just, like that country is getting decimated right now. The government hasn't done anything to support people beyond a $1,200 stimulus check. I mean, even in Singapore, dude, like Stronghold is gym, we got four months of rent covered. Four months paid up front. I mean, that actually really keeps the business going. If it wasn't for that, we'd be fucked. I know of a guy I just read today. You ever hear of the old YouTube channel, Great Grappling? The guy, Jeremy Errol, used to do a, he did a, a vlog about him going to Brazil and getting his black belt. No, I don't recall that. He's got a, a YouTube channel. It's called Great Grappling. I mean, he's got like 40, 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. And it's just him teaching jiu-jitsu techniques. But he's kind of like a, a low-key internet legend for blogging his trip to Brazil, coming back, opening up a school. His school was his main source of income for... Actually, I spoke to him before I moved to Singapore. And even then, he was a black belt teaching. And he just has to close... He had to close down now after 10 years. And he's, like, putting it on Facebook. Like, hey, I've had to close down my academy. We haven't been able to have classes for months. They're getting no government help. And he's basically just said on his post, I'm closing down my academy. Does anybody have a job that they can offer me so I can feed my family? It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, you know, you know these small businesses aren't getting any government support. U.S. is getting destroyed by this fucking shit. And meanwhile, these fucking idiots are running around still not wearing masks, talking about freedom and shit. It's just like, God. Have you seen the video the lady said, uh, the, the same reason why I don't wear masks is the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things need to breathe. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look, lady, we don't need to know, lady. <laughs> you, know, you know what's the worst part about that? She probably thought about that line for days. She's like, man, when I get up there in front of all these people, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? I got it. I know exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> That's the best thing she could come up with. It's like, oh my God. So, so just to cut you off, uh, Jake, have you found cold storage? So um, we have Operation Cold Storage, 113 people. Uh, do, you have a mic, do you have a mic, Jake? Are you on mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Mic, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Uh, 113 suspected communists detained without trial under the Preservation of Public Service Security Ordinance. Um, the official accounts of the operation was a security operation aimed at crippling the communist open front organization. 113 people. What year was that? That was uh, 1963. Mm. Operation Cold Storage. Yeah, so get so, these communists out of here, bro. So if you look up now, uh, look under the internal security. Actually, Malaysia has this act. So it's, it's something left back by the Commonwealth. Well, we were back in Commonwealth. What's it called? In, in internal Security Act, ISA. Mm. But this was around the same time, like even that the the Red Scare, as they called it, in yeah, America yeah. was happening in the U.S. You know, a lot of these Western countries that have open free markets, they know. They know what's up. They look, you can look around. Tell me the most successful communist country in the world. Go. Don't say China, because that's bullshit. You're going to get cancer for saying that, you know? <laughs> don't cancel me. Don't cancel me. Listen, I don't give a fuck, man. I don't give a fuck. I'm America, man. Yeah. America. Capitalism. Capitalism. Free market. I want my trucks and my guns. That's it. Yeah, but I'm willing to forgo all of those things to be in Singapore. <laughs> Just don't take me away, please. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so you have that, and actually, uh, I don't know if you know, there's another uh, another act in Singapore. Main, this mainly for like uh, organized crime. It's called uh, Chapter, I think it's Chapter 55 or uh, Chapter 55 uh, allows the government to arrest you. It's the same concept, arrest you without trial if they suspect you being involved in organized crime or try Singapore. 
Yeah, but they would have to have a reason to. This is the thing about Singapore, right? It's like I haven't seen egregious examples of like things happening hush hush for zero reason. Like it's not like you know in other countries you could just be uh, you could be the opposing political party. You could just be that dude who opposed Putin in Russia and just ended up dead in the middle of the street. Right, like if you're a if you're a political enemy, you could just disappear. Like that's not the reason why people. I mean, in the '60s, clearly in Singapore, based on the Operation Cold Storage that you just mentioned, it has happened in the past, and it's happened everywhere. But I think nowadays it would be pretty tough to get away with that. Yeah, we, we move in the modern age, not in the past. I, I always remember this saying: uh, "Show me the man, I'll show you the crime." Have yeah. you heard this saying before? So now it's moved. We, unlike America, we don't have like a uh, what you call. Lawsuit, happy country, you know, like sue for everything. You you go to the shopping center, the mall. If you you slip on water, you sue. If there's a nail in your foot, you sue. You sue for everything. But that that kind of mindset is kind of used by the government. So if let's say you are of a certain political party, if you're to make again, uh, you need to make a very outrageous statement, defamation and stuff. So they'll sue you to they'll they'll sue you and cause you to get bankrupt. Yeah. So if you come, you can't pay. Maybe you get jailed. But once you go bankrupt, you can't run for election. So that that's the the game they use to play. Well, at least the good thing about Singapore is you can tell that like, you know, every country you, you take the good with the bad, right? And especially when it comes to governance, there's always a, you know, when you see the stuff that's going on in the U.S. with the political polarization that's happening, like, dude, everybody knows. Everybody that I talk to, my friends that live in the states, everybody knows November is going to be fucking crazy. Everybody knows election election is in November, one way or the other. Whether Trump's in, Trump's out, Biden's in, Biden's out. Everybody's like taking a deep breath. They're getting ready to witness some crazy shit. Could you imagine the politics in Singapore being so polarized with an election year coming up that everybody's just like on edge? Everybody's got anxiety about this shit. Like, is Trump gonna leave? We get, they're going to send the military in if he fucking loses. What's he going to do if he wins? Are the fucking the lefties going to riot in the streets? Are the fucking conservative white dudes going to riot in the streets if Trump loses? Like, what? Nobody knows. Everybody knows something might happen. Like, that's how crazy it's gotten. Even in Singapore. Whatever. The fucking PAP lost in a landslide. Like, you can just know that the government here is functioning. In the U.S., you can start to see the corruption and you see that fucking thing Donald Trump did with the Goya beans where he took the picture of himself like with all the beans and shit in front of him on the Oval Office? I think I saw, yeah. It's, it's like, what he He's like product placement beans on the presidential desk. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, we're at a fucking banana republic. Like, it's just... Everything is just so bizarre. Yeah, but so why, why, why did he do that? Why did he take pictures of the beans? Because the, the CEO of the company was at the White House basically trying to, and he's, uh, apparently they serve a lot of Mexican-American families and he's trying to secure some votes, I guess, in that community. And then so the CEO came and then all of the liberals started boycotting this brand and then all the conservatives started buying up all of it because they were counter-protesting. And then you see, just see Trump in front of all of these beans like, if it's Goya, it's good for you. <laughs> and it's like shit like that. Just you, like, oh. Did you see uh, Kanye? Is began actually filed paperwork so you could have you know third but, choice candidate I, I thought he dropped out already yeah I thought he dropped out too oh no uh, he, he, he filed the necessary paperwork uh, in Oklahoma on Thursday I think oh sweet god <laughs> this is just <laughs> dude if we're in the era of celebrity presidents in America if this is the first of many just fucking kill me I'm so glad that I'm in Singapore if this is the 
the direction we're going don't, down. Don't you wish The Rock was president? Yes, <laughs> I would take him. Uh, over Kanye? For, for, hell yeah, I would take The Rock. I mean, he makes sense, right? I would be, what if it was like The Rock and then Bernie Sanders was the vice president and The Rock was just, you know what I mean? <laughs> Could you imagine those two just standing next to each other? I think The Rock and Kevin Hart, that's, that's the ticket to go for. Yeah, but you need one of them that knows how to fucking govern. Like, it, one of them at least, right? At least even with Trump, you got Mike Pence. I mean, he's a, his own case, but at least he was a governor and has experience running some things. Like, or, you know, you could take The Rock in, like, a, I don't know, some general. or You need one of them to know what the fuck they're doing. Like, Tulsi Gabbard, man. Tulsi Gabbard is okay. Yeah, I, w I mean, this is the thing with even the, the election stuff. I would have taken anybody over Joe Biden. Anybody would be better than that hey, guy. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with creepy younger Joe? I mean, he's better <laughs> than Trump, I think. But, Jesus, it's just, what's South Park call it? A douche and a turd sandwich? <laughs> that's, that's the difference for... Voting on a douche and a turd sandwich. Yeah, that's about right. Okay, let's move away from politics, man. Go get right, cancer. Let's, let's do it. I don't think a lot of people care about it. I don't, in all fairness, I don't think a lot of locals really like follow US politics. I'm just one of the rare ones. Yeah. I think a lot more people do than you think because it's just on the news. Like, people are just consuming it all the time. But everyone's sick of it. Like, they're ready to move until November, and then everybody will be watching with bated breath just to see what the fuck's going on over there across the pond. The only thing I'm interested in is the, the, the once country called Chess Chop. <laughs> Have you seen that? What is it? Chess. Oh, I heard about it. Uh, but now, what is it? Can you give me some details on it? Uh, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, then it became Capitol Hill Occupy Protest. So what you have is a group of uh, protesters. They went in and... Uh, that was in Portland or something, was it? No, I think it's Seattle. Oh, oh okay. Oh. The, the, the government, the, the mayor gave them an area to, to protest and just blocked off the street. And the first thing they did was to, to build barriers, walls, <laughs> and have, have guys with like uh, uh, assault rifles guarding the street. And first thing they did was build walls and have cops. And I assume they're very liberal and were against building walls previously. Uh, and within the span of, I think, a month or two, they have uh, like, like lots of shootings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is good. I mean, where America's clearly got its priorities straight right now. It's perfect, perfect. Man, do you see those pictures? People are still at the beach and stuff during all this COVID stuff, not wearing masks. In Florida now, when they had, what did they have, 50-something thousand cases the other day? Yeah. The, the, In I, one day. I looked at the graph and it sort of flat, 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 flat. Whoa, up it goes. Shit, man. Hey, don't talk about Florida like that. Florida gave us UFC, man. They did. Thank shut you. Shut your mouth, man. And WWE. Yeah. Thank shut, you, Florida. <laughs> shut your mouth, man. Thank you, Florida. <laughs> Remember when UFC first came in Florida, like how happy everybody was? Yeah. I'll give it to you, Florida. Some, you do some things right, but pretty much nothing else. <laughs> you're, the, you're the laughing case of the world in many ways, Florida. God bless you. So how have you been, man? What have you been doing during this uh, circuit breaker? You got fat? I won't challenge on your list. I got fat, but then I've lost it already. I'm down to 77 now. I was 82 and a half last week. That's just what your intention. You're still fat. No, dude, I've been eating very Man. little. I was sick for three days. This is the camera. This is the camera. Look at these guns, okay? Oh, my God. I beat Luke. This, I beat Luke. I won the challenge. Thank you very much. There's no challenge. My gym isn't even open still. I can't even go to the gym. Do you know what's called discipline? You don't let anything stop you. I, keep, I kept what training a, at home. I so kept training I. at home. I've been doing kettlebells at home this whole time. Yeah. I do kettlebells twice a week in the gym. And who's the guy online posting like the, the, the Patrick video of him doing weights and looking at his old self being fat? The Patrick video? The, the photo <laughs> of Patrick the Starfish. You, you oh, know. yeah, okay. Now, I was like, what you, are you, you, about? you tell everybody that you've not been training, you've been fat, been eating, drinking every day. I've still been training, but until... Not, not as hard. What am I... From home? What am I supposed to do from home? I've been doing kettlebells. That's all I can do. 
But actually, since we started working back out here and I can actually train every day, I've lost five kilos in like two weeks. 77, dude, I started out 82.5. We should talk about it's you. It's coming, it's coming back. We, we should talk about you. Seen, seen the photos of me just at home working out all my push-ups. Dude, you've got such a hard-on for yourself right now. All what is going on right now? Because Ron, I beat you. Ron is so attracted you. to himself. Uh, you can't accept that I beat you, man. Older man beat you. Ron just walks in the gym, doesn't say shit, starts flexing. I came, I came, I was sitting here teaching a class one day and then uh, Charmaine comes out. She told me, she's like, yeah, Ron just like brought it to me. She's like, he's like, you like that? Uh, look at the guy. So he like corners my wife in the back room and just fucking is like, you like that shit? I'm like, dude, keep it in your pants. Settle down. I beat you, man. Just admit it. Yeah, you I, lost. You didn't beat shit. You, you didn't beat lost, shit. man. We all agreed to pause it. We should I, get it back going. Well, I, I still, I, I still I can't even going. go to, my, your gym's open. Right? What time do you go? Anytime. You go early. I go early. I go Is it really, Anytime Fitness? Really, yeah, Anytime. Are they open 24 hours? Only I only managed to find two gyms near my house that's open 24 hours. Yeah, because ours, they need to put a staff there to run yeah, the gym. Yeah, that's why ours isn't open. Ours is only open when we have to be here. It's open from like noon, noon one to seven or eight. And we usually leave the house around two. Yeah, but I worked out at home, push up, push up all the way, pull up, push up all the exercises, get myself all jacked. Yeah, we have the kettlebells, that's it. We've been doing them even here twice a week, Tuesday, Thursday nights, we've been doing kettlebells. Plus, I still do them at home. But now that we can actually train again, the weight's coming off. But I'm not going to run, dude. Fuck that. I hate running. It's bad for my well, knees. My knee clicks and shit every that time is I lift part, it. part of the agreement. We can well, rene- yeah, yeah. Whenever we, we actually... We, we can re- I would do it for that. We can renegotiate, but just, just accept that one this time. No, I refuse. Okay, and then we'll go do the run. Yeah, when we do the thing again, I will. Uh, Once my gym opens up. It's, it's open already. What do you weigh now? No, it's not. It's not open right now. Not when I'm. I can go. I think I'm 78, 79. Now. So we weigh the same. You fat bitch. Let me see your. Let me see your fat fucking pudge. Let me see it. What pudge? I don't have a pudge. I stopped drinking a long time. And for your <laughs> invoice, it's been eight months already. Congrats. Thank you. Very Congrats much. on that. No pudge. I got nothing to say that's shitty about that because that's. Got discipline, that's man. Hard work. Not oh like you resting at home. Oh my god. Being a punk ass bitch. He's sober for eight months and he's up on his fucking pedestal already. Look at that shit. Look I'm, at that. I'm judging. <laughs> you didn't do shit at your house. Not working out. Nah, I did. I just drank. That's all I did. And work out two, three days a week. That was my quarantine. I'm two not, or three times a day, I'm player. Not, I'm not lying about it. I'm not lying about it. <laughs> now I gotta work this you fucking can- shit off, dude. I, I just feel bad because when you go back to edit this video, it's going like, to cut back and forth, back and forth so many times. Just us yelling at each other, yelling nonsense <laughs> about it. We've got a wide cam now. Just got, yeah, we've got oh a wide God. cam too. Did, no. Jake, do you look out the ISA Internal Security Act? Uh, ISA... You're okay. going to bring us back but to then, politics? Then we jump around, Chaz, USA Covering. Oh, that's, that's a lot of stuff. Like, that's fine. Tell me again. Uh, no, in- Internal Security Act. So look, how's it going, man? 2020 is a throwaway year. We have uh, yeah. passed seven months already, so there's only, what, uh, five months left? I know, dude. It's a, And we still can't even roll, man. That's what sucks the most for me. Like, that's how I get my cardio. That's how I keep myself together. And then, I mean, it's actually been cool. Like, we have some kids that have come to the gym, signed up in the last two weeks. They don't even know that I'm a jiu-jitsu coach. <laughs> like, they think of me just as a boxing Muay Thai coach because that's all they see when they come in. So I'm like, oh, they don't even know. They don't even know we have a jiu-jitsu program. They don't even know what it is. They just come in and they see boxing, Muay Thai, and MMA, and they think that that's, that's what we do. So that's where we're at at this point. But it sucks, man. We're stuck at five people per class. It's like, you know, we got to pay full rent, but we're only at 20% excuse me, capacity. And then who knows when we're going to be able to roll again. Probably 60% of our students are BGJ people. So, like, without them, it's pretty tough to get by. We're still managing, but, I mean, I just can't wait for phase three. And now I have no idea when it's going to be. And it doesn't seem like they have any plans to announce. They just, Singapore just said no more travel for the rest of the year. 
Yep, yep. Until the end of the year, at least. At least. So that probably will be phase three, right? I would assume. Yeah. I mean, it, but then again, even if they open the borders, where can you go? Well, I'm not worried. No, I'm just using that as a reference point. Yeah, like yeah, if, really, we're, yeah. if we're not allowed to leave this year, it's probably unlikely that... I mean, I assume phase three or four would allow travel, for example, along with... Even in Malaysia, they've allowed... You can go to jiu-jitsu now. You can do physical sport again. Oh, really? Yeah, they opened up in Malaysia already. People are doing jiu-jitsu classes there now. So hopefully soon, but I don't know. Has government even said when they're going to announce any updates? No, no news at all. Yeah, so we we, we just, we'll be lucky if we don't go back again, like second wave. Yeah. I mean, the threat of second wave is like a sword hanging over our head. Like, it's coming. No, it's not coming. It's coming. Like, it's just uh, quite worrying. But everyone seems to be keeping it together. You, you think so? Like, everybody's in the mall. Like, other than the part that everybody's wearing masks, like, nobody's like really caring much anymore. Seems like life is back to semi-normal. Not full normal, but semi-normal. Yeah, except for the businesses that, yeah. that can't run because of phase two. But at least, but even the amount of new cases per day outside of the dormitories is still pretty low, right? Yeah, like it's 10 people. Normal, less than 10, 10 less yeah, than 10. I mean, as long as that stays low, I mean, Jesus, I hope they, they bring us back soon. I know all the jiu-jitsu nerds are dying, ready to roll again, ready to train. That is bad, man. Look at the casinos, like just like retrenched like a couple of thousand workers and stuff. Like, businesses are closing down. Like what you said, the jujitsu guys closing down. Everywhere, everywhere is suffering. And they just announced a recession, right? Yeah, te- technical recession. Mm. Two consecutive quarters of non-growth. Yep, that'll do it. So I mean, yeah, I mean you can't rush back too soon because everybody's worried about the second wave, and a lot of countries are having second waves now. You're talking about Florida. <laughs> Florida's got the wave, dude. Florida's got a tsunami right now. Yeah, but another one that nobody's really talking about is actually uh, Sweden. Is it Sweden? They tried the whole herd mentality thing. All the, you know, like UK started for a while, then they, they choose not to do it. Then Sweden said, no, we're going to go full herd mentality, not close anything. And they have, I'm not sure that they're still at the highest death rate per capita in Europe or, or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I, I did know that they didn't close down anything. They just say like, if you're weak, you're old. Or you're at risk, uh, stay at home, but nothing closed down. So Not even masks. They didn't even require masks. No, they didn't enforce it. So. I mean, I kind of wish they would have just done, okay, everything is normal, but wear masks. Isn't that a happy fucking medium? Like, this is what I wish some countries would have just done. Like, even the U.S. Okay, you want your fucking freedom? Take your freedom, go do your thing, run around as normal, but put that fucking mask on your face. It's so simple. Doesn't need to be a political issue. Just, just wear the damn mask. It's my rights, man. Freedom <laughs> like, to express myself. Did you ever feel like the mask was a huge inconvenience to you? Uh, minor, I would say. Yeah, minor. Minor. Minor at best. Especially when I work, because when I work, uh, I, I need to have clarity. So uh, the the glasses fog up. Yeah. So that's that's the part. But that's the only thing that sucks is the glasses fogging up. It's either that or COVID, but. Uh, I guess the mask will do. I had to go get that test because I was sick last week. Have you seen what they do? I've seen it on video. I haven't. Is it, Dude, does it suck? It's 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 like, I, well, like my nose felt raped. You know what I mean? It's like I definitely got violated by one of those swabs. They take a swab that's about that long and they have you stick your head back. Dude, I mean, it's like two fingers, right? And they go, and then once you, you hit this point of resistance and you're like, okay, that's the end of it. And then they go, boom. And they're like, oh my God, this is like touching my fucking brain. And then they twist it, and it's so deep that it's like... You can feel it in your eyes, right? Yeah, it's like... It's not in your eyes, but you feel it travels... It's like in, it way in your sinus, right? It's almost like 
right there in between your your two eyes. I mean, it literally goes that far because if you think like, okay, it goes there. So I mean, I think, sorry, I think literally the point of how far it goes is like right there in between. And then they twist it and when it twists, it feels like, yeah, it's just fucking weird. It felt violated and slightly turned on and the whole thing was just really... <laughs> yeah, you, didn't, you didn't need that test. What you needed was like a blood test to make sure you didn't have the clap. That's why you got the test for. Oh, <laughs> that ship has sailed, dude. That ship has sailed. Hey, the clap isn't a big deal. You just take antibiotics, that shit clears right up. I tell you, I've been out for a few drinks the past few days and I'll tell you who the masks are working for. Both men and women, so we're not being sexist. People with amazing bodies, ugly ass faces, they are loving this mask situation. Oh, the butter faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. everything's good with their dare, face. How dare you say that, man? Oh, people like Ron. Is that what you're saying? People like Ron just better, you know, yeah, cover, co- cover, that, cover all that nonsense up. Not saying Ron, cover his saying... square head up and just from the neck down, you look good, dude. It's okay, man. See what you want. <laughs> you kind of me that I beat you, so you're going for a low blow. <laughs> you lost. That's not a low blow, dude. It's just obvious. Uh, it's just well, obvious. You're a butter face, dude. I heard, you, I heard someone <laughs> use the term before, a shrimp. A shrimp? Yeah. Body's good, but the, the, the head like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know the shrimp? Yeah, yeah. I never heard shrimp. In, in the UK, it's referred to as uh, body of Baywatch, face of crime watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, I love how there's all these different idioms for being fucking ugly, like all, this, all the way across the world. This podcast going to offend so many people. That's okay. Come on, you little, you little flowers. It's fine. Look, it doesn't have fine. any fans anyway. So. Exactly. I got the three people listening can t- take their offense and they'll live with it, I think. They're thick-skinned people. All these jujitsu people dying, ready to train, just want to want to train so bad. I mean, could you? Are you allowed to train at home? Like, I'm, I mean, I mean, yeah, because I can absolutely destroy my six-year-old daughter at jujitsu. But like, if we went, if we went to your place, we could throw, train, throw right? Some mats down. If you had some mats in your, because you're allowed to, you're allowed home visits up to five people. Like these rules of like no f- contact, that only applies to like Gyms. businesses, yeah. right? Yeah, but I, again, like uh, Rogan. Post- I've seen other people rolling at home. So like people putting on Instagram and stuff. So R- Rogan posted an image like the 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 whole World Health Organization about this COVID. Uh, I guess applies to everybody. They don't know shit about fuck. Like all the rules. Like this is such a new situation. Nobody knows what's going on. Like why can I only meet five friends for for lunch? The six increase the risk. Is if five is bad, is four better than? You know like all these rules like. Uh, okay, here's one for you. Uh, you can uh, receive guests up to five person. You're not supposed to have groups more than five, right? So what if my house have me, my wife, my two kids, and my, my mate? That's five. So five, my friends come visit me, and then there's ten. Then am I breaking the law? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so everything is like uh, kind of gray, but you, you just you just try to do your best and just follow the law. Yeah, I think if you're just falling pretty close, but man, I wish there was at least a schedule, a timeline, of when they're gonna announce like what's going on with phase three. Look, man, their government are not fortune tellers, okay? Yeah, that's fair. Nobody knows what's going on. Well, you say they're not fortune tellers, but according to this Internal Security Act, they are. Oh, Ooh. bringing it back. <laughs> so, what is, what is it? What's this it, Internal it Security like Act? It uh, reads like the plot of Minority Report that the government... Uh, so, the Internal Security Act is a statute that grants executive power to enforce preventative detention, preventative subversion, and suppress organisation violence against persons and property so basically does it say for how long they're allowed to detain you for uh not that i can see off the first bit a, per- a person can be detained by the isa minister of home affairs the president must be satisfied the detention is necessary for national security i can't see that it gives a 
time frame. Well, that's even worse. <laughs> if it doesn't, if it doesn't say how long you can be detained for. It says something about two months after they have to look at it and. Yeah, listen. Some people I think it's are definitely. Four, four years or five years or something like that. Did you see that video? Those videos that of happening. I think it was in Seattle or in Oregon of those guys that are dressed up in military outfit, wearing no no government insignia or whatever, just picking that guy up, putting him in a van, and then driving off. Yeah, but there's police, right? It says police, but it doesn't say like they're not badge numbers aren't available because this is one of the things that's fucked up that you're seeing more and more and more is these cops blocking out their badge numbers have you seen this no i haven't seen that yes it's been happening all the time in the u.s the at the the cops will be at the protests they'll either be unmarked or they'll have a badge then they'll have tape over top of their badge number like how the hell are you allowed to do that yeah. how the hell are you allowed to do that so like, does how is that not as illegal as and because, like, there are laws in the U.S. now that say you're not supposed to cover your entire face, right? Yeah. If you're going to protest, then you need to be able to... We need to see who you are just in case you cause some shit. How can cops go and then cover their badge number? And then, yeah, this video was uh, these two guys in a military uniform. It said police across the chest. Just pick this guy up. A van pulls up. They put him in there and drive off. And this is how weird the world's gotten. It's so, like, meta that you don't know if that's a setup a stag do you don't know if it's a setup on who what side you don't know if it's like a agent provocateur like or if it's legit or like you have no idea if there's the cops are staging it if the protesters are staging it if the police are staging it if it's real and like honestly any of that could be possible like what are you supposed to how are you supposed to, to, to manage that crazy times man crazy times because that, uh, even in the, when they were doing the protests, the Black Lives Matter protests in the first part, they were talking about there being agent provocateurs around, people that were in police uniforms that wouldn't identify themselves, and then you have people pretending that they're uh, people part of the protests and then causing shit and then running, running away just to create violence so that government can come in and, you know, fucking tear gas people and shit. It's just like, God, how are you supposed to track that? Keep track of who's doing what and... It's so weird. Yeah, it's not going to end. Not even November. It's going to be worse. It's going to be way yeah. worse. And that's why gun sales in America has shot up like crazy. I know. I know. But it is weird. Did you see that video of like that old dude and his wife in the pink shirt oh. where the guys were walking down and he's sitting there with his gun and his wife is sitting there with a little pea shooter and they're just like marching across the thing. Now, here, here's where I'll give Black Lives Matter some credit. Could you imagine if like two black dudes had been sitting there doing that same shit, walking around with like uh, M16 on their parking lot, just going back and forth in front of their house? Like that would be a very different scene than that white dude and his wife walking around on that, right? Yeah. That would be extremely different. And then I think about how, yeah, November is going to come and it's not going to be good. I'm sorry to keep going back to this, but... Again, Kanye, my, Kanye has failed. Pa Kanye is the answer. Yep. He's this is the... Start filing paperwork. Would you vote for him, Ron? Yeah. Would you vote for Biden over Kanye? No, I'll <laughs> go Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, would you vote for Kanye over Trump? You vote for, okay, so that's your order then. <laughs> Trump, Kanye, Biden. Oh my God, what world are we living in? Who's your favorite? Putin, both? Yeah. Trump. Really? I just can't go past the leadership skills. Like, if he was a, if you're a conservative person, conservative-minded person, and you like conservative politics, I'm down for you liking Trump. But just the way he's divided the whole country, I, I, like you can't. That's why I could never. My my question is, uh, 
what do you think of Biden, honestly? I don't give a shit about Biden. But, okay, but, let's. What if what if they pick Hillary as running mate? You know, Biden seems like. Well, I think the running mate's important. Yeah. But you know, it's like if, if you're voting for Trump or you're voting for Biden, I think you're voting for the cabinet. You're voting for the people that they're going to bring in. You're voting for. I mean, the people that are going to be around them rather than the actual person. Like, Trump doesn't do shit. Did you see that interview on, uh, on Fox News where they asked him what his campaign plans were for the second term and he had no fucking idea what to say? You think he's thinking that far ahead? You think he's thinking about anything of, if I get in office, I'm going to do this. No, all he's thinking about is winning the election. He has no fucking clue what I, he would do even if he won it. He's I, just I like, think the biggest issue that was shared, like, it has gone down to, like, you can choose between the devil and deep blue sea, like... Like either guy's like, okay, you maybe Biden then. But like, what's the worst that's gonna happen under Biden? Like even if he just disappeared for a while, which is what he's done now, he's basically just holed up in a basement somewhere, not saying shit. That is so much more preferable than being the fucking 24-hour news cycle Trump media. Like I would way rather just not hear from a president for like four years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to me, that's a fucking win. I'll take it. Like Jesus, it's complex, man. Yeah. But we prefer Kanye instead. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd, have a, he'd have amazing policies, like dropping sick beats all the time. I mean, I like his music. So if that's anything to say, then I like his music better than I like Trump's businesses. It's complex, man. It's a messy world. Yeah. So let's talk some fights, dude. Did you watch any of the fights? Did you watch the... I know you didn't watch them today. Did you watch any of the other ones? Usman, Masvidal, uh, the ones from last week. What was the one, the main event from yesterday or two days ago? Uh, Kaita, Calvin Cater, and uh, yeah, who did he fight? Oh, he knocked out. Uh, Jesus Christ, what's his name? Man, he's a beast. Calvin Cater's a beast. The only person he's lost to recently is Zabit, who's now number two in the rankings. He's got to be due for a title shot pretty soon. There's no one, so you're not getting your fix. Nah, I've no watching lost a fight now. Yeah, Ron, Ron only likes bum fights. He wants to watch. One's coming back in Thailand. Oh, that's true. You'll watch that, won't you? Road Tang is fighting uh, Pet Morcot, right? I, I think so. I don't know. Ron, you're just too busy getting jacked and not busy enough watching fights. So early, man. So one UFC is like 10 a.m. Yeah. It's hot. You're usually teaching at that point anyway. No, Sunday. Sunday morning. Oh, right. Sundays. Yeah, not Saturdays. Sunday, yeah. Although I'm the gonna, one... So I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. Ig. 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 Dan Ig. That's what it was. That guy's a beast, too. That's the guy that just beat Edson Barboza in his previous fight. Mm. Bit of a robbery, though, I think, but still... Yeah, the Fight Island fights, they've been going on like crazy. So, so strange now when you watch UFC, like it's completely silent. Do you like it better or worse? Uh, I think it's just more brutal. Both yeah. same to me, but you hear the shot, like, bang, 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 like, the punches, like, ooh, that's gonna sting. Like. Yeah, you can just hear the flesh slapping off of the flesh, the bone into the bone. Yeah, man, that is like, ooh. But also, I mean, they're using the smaller cage, and I think the smaller cage allows, you know, it's just keeping the action going. And a lot of people have been sitting around for months and months. The fights have been exciting as hell. All of them have been just yeah, But really Fight good. Island, they, they went back to the big cage again. Oh, they did? They're I think not, so, They're yeah. not fighting in the... Don't, don't like small cage anymore. Oh, really? Oh, so maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, a Fight Island is the, the big cage, I believe. And uh, previously at the perf Performance, Performance Center. Institute yeah. or Center was the, the smaller... That's right, that's right. But yeah, the fights have been pretty good, man. Uh, what's the next What's the, the next one? The next one. Let's uh, talk about that one. Whitaker Tell at the top yeah, of the card. Yeah, that's a good fight. What's the co-main? Uh, Hua versus uh, Nagara. Who Shogun? Shogun versus yeah, Nagara. Yeah, God damn, we got some dinosaurs in the co-main event. Oh, and Jesus Christ! Little Nog and and uh, that's a rematch from like 2005. Wasn't that when they fought the first time? Shogun and Little Nog had a really good fight. I think it was like 
2005. Jesus, what year are we in now? 2020, right? 2020, yep. That and was then, 15 years ago, and they're still doing it. Below them, you've got a good one as well. You've got uh, Verdum Gustafsson. Oh, yeah, Fabricio. And, God, he's fucking old, too. This, these, these light heavyweights and heavyweights just old as shit. Fabricio Verdum and... Yeah, but uh, Cormier and uh, Stipe is coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? Sorry. sorry. Who you got? Who you got? Cormier. I don't know, man. That's tough. I want Stipe. Yeah, I don't know. Cormier was just doing so well in the last fight before Stipe found that liver shot. And then once he found it, he didn't throw a single different punch the whole fucking fight. I threw, I counted. I think he threw like 17 liver shots in a row, like not in a row, but in that round alone. And then finally dropped him. Dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. Who do you think will win? I go Stipe. Is that who you want or that's who you think will win? Both. Both. I want him to win. I think he'll win. But probably whoever wins will retire afterward. I'd, I'd say, judging by the fight below them on the card, they're both going to retire because uh, the co-mains and Garnu Lewis. Now. Oh no, they're doing it again. Nobody. They're doing Garnu no. Lewis again. Nobody left the fight, man. Did you see the first one? No, I did not. Oh, it was horrible. It was one of those fights that everybody thought was going to be amazing, and I think they threw for a combined of like 40 strikes or 50 strikes in the first one. And, and Garnu just. Stood across from him. Going yeah, like, uh, that was the fight right after Ngannou lost to Stipe, and then uh, he came. He was just so gun shy. He fought Derek Lewis. Everybody thought the fight would be a banger, and then they literally just stood across from each other. And then Derek Lewis won the fight, the first yeah. fight. So those are the only lo- losses Ngannou has on his record. I can't believe that they would do a rematch. But I think in the first fight, I think I'm right in saying Lewis had a really bad back problems as well. Yeah. So the two th- things, yeah. Uh, and Garner being a bit gun shy and him having back problems led to a boring fight. So hopefully this time around. Well, Derek Lewis is freakishly athletic. Do you ever see him do like his wheel kicks? His, I mean, for a big boy, he gets his legs up there. He could throw that spinning wheel kick. But if you watch him, like, that's probably how he hurts his back because he'll do these really big, crazy, explosive movements. And it's like, I don't know, is your body really ready for that? Can you handle that? But that's a good fight card. So they got three heavyweight fights in a row. Gustafson, Verdum, and then Stipe in DC, and Ngannou and Derek Lewis. So who do you got, Stipe or DC? I could probably get a go with DC, man, but I don't know. Stipe could definitely win that fight. Because DC's a wrestler? Just because I think he was, he was dominating the fight until he, Stipe found that liver shot. Stipe adjusted really well. So I don't, honestly, to me, it could be 50-50. I wouldn't pick anybody in the fight. They're both so good. But I think win, lose, or draw, they both retire after the fight. Right. Both are pretty old, right? Yeah. And they don't want to fight Francis again. Like, Stipe got that win over. Just get out. Get yeah. out. You don't want that, that noise again. And DC's like, doing pretty well as a commenter now. I think he's 41, too. I think he's a little bit older than, than Stipe, but once you get to 40, yeah, you're, you're pretty well done. Yeah, that's, that's more or less so. Not everybody's a Randy Couture. Yeah, I know. He, he, was, he fought till 45. Or uh, um, Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson also fought, had his last fight. I think his last title fight against... Bisping, he was 45. Some of those old dudes can fight. Well, how, how old is uh, Little Noggin Shogun? Can you Google yeah. that? I mean, they must be 42, 43. Little Nog must be, must be in his oh, early th- 40s. Uh, who has 38? Yeah, uh, Nog's 44. 44, okay. But the thing about Nog is he's taken a lot of punishment. Like, Randy Couture and Dan Henderson never really got, like, Badly brutalized. They were wrestlers, and Henderson had his right hand. But you know, those Nogueira brothers have been getting beat on for quite a few years. Would you fight until you're 40? No, fuck that shit, man. Yeah, right? 
how do you go through a training camp? Like, I'm 31 now and, like, a week's training, and I'm just like, what am I doing? Could you imagine at 43 going through, like, an eight-week training camp? It's hard, man. As you grow older, really hard. Recovery, injury, all the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm Hangovers. Still... They, oh. They're the worst. Trust me. It's, it's, the, the, it's the oldest one in this uh, room. Hangovers get hangovers so bad. bad. Yeah. Yep, mine are getting a little worse. Although I never really drink to the point where I would have, like, a nasty hangover. But I, I do notice them. What they do for me is like I don't really get the headachey stuff, but I get way more tired, and my next day, like the period that I'm feeling like shit, is longer. That that's just gonna keep on going. Yeah, that keep window on going just out. keeps on expanding. Yeah, somebody asked me before, like, if I still do. I say no because like at forty something, you're fighting guys like in their early twenties, the late thirties, mid thirties, like guys in their peak. You know, like 40s. what if it's an old man league? Would you do an old man league? Mm, maybe. If like you can only fight. You were like 42, and you can only fight someone who's also like 41, 42, 43. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? But don't they have that called a Masters in BJJ? Yeah, let's get a Masters, Masters. MMA league, and it's just old people beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> I don't think doc- doctors may not clear it, no? Did you see, I saw an article in the, it was like the China Times or something, it was on my Google Alerts, and it was like, Chinese government warns fake Kung Fu Masters to stop, like, you know, creating their academies and stop yeah, doing stop calling self masters, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. These fake kung fu masters, just because that uh, old that Chinese dude keeps beating all of them up. You see that? Yeah, the MMA. Can't remember that guy's name. That Chinese MMA fighter who keeps knocking out all those like uncles and shit who are trying to teach Tai Chi and everything. I kind of I kind of see his point, but I kind of don't agree with his methodology. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. I mean, look, okay, to each his own. I do agree, like, when they start making comments that we're the best, nobody can destroy us. We, we can Jay, fight. can you find that guy's name, the yeah, Chinese yeah, guy who's... She, I think it's Shi Xiaotong or something. Yeah, it's something like that. So, like, yeah. when, when Kung Fu masters make claims that they can destroy the whole world, and it's like, I mean, come on. Don't, don't make claims like that. But you also don't need to fucking brain yeah, them. Yeah, you don't need, you need to sweep <laughs> them on the floor. You know? Knock them unconscious, like, make so they can't eat again and give them brain damage. Like, that is just the wrong way to do that. You can... You can dominate them in a way that completely incapacitates them without even hurting them. That's more impressive. You know, it's like, that's the Martin Luther King Jr. method, right? Like, you just take him down, you, you do what Matt Sarah did to that drunk guy at the bar, right? You mount him, you pin his wrists down, you go like that, and then you pull it back, and then you're like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, it's this, is this embarrassing you enough? You put him in a choke, you let him go. You roll him over, you get on top, they kick and scream, and you pin their wrists down like a child. Like, you're completely incapacitated. That sends a way stronger message than, like, head-kicking a 67-year-old Tai Chi guy. What, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, but some of the fights are outrageous, man. Do you see the one where they got one MMA guy with one hand tied behind his back to fight the other Chinese master? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, some pride shit. That's, like, some old-school pride Do you see, shit. how about the, the one in Russia, like, Spartan fight where have, they have, like, a rectangle... Rectangle ring? I think I sent it to you guys. Like, Is that the, the one where it's, like, six on six? Yeah, six on six <laughs> with a rectangle ring. <laughs> I mean, they'll try anything, dude. <laughs> they'll try anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad that there's, that sort of China's getting awakened to what modern martial arts is, because this happened in the US in the 90s, right? This was the Gracie Challenge, this was like the UFC. It's just, you don't need to beat up old people to do that. Like, even the Gracies were taking on challengers who were young and athletic and professional wrestlers, or they came from other disciplines. They weren't like beating up old men. And you know, China, even in Singapore, they respect the elders a lot. Like, those people still have wisdom to share. It's just dumb to beat them like that. Hey, man, don't hate the player. 
Well, that's, that's it's a, a game. <laughs> I know. And then I watched a video of that guy, and he's like, oh, my whole country hates me. The Chinese is not giving me any credit anymore. They've locked my bank accounts. They've done this. And it's like, dude, I don't feel bad for you. Like, I know what you're doing. I see what you're doing, but you're doing it like a dickhead. So, like. So, yeah, that, that dude was uh, who you, Xiao, Xiao Dong, is it? He said, "Yeah, Xiao Dong is it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But apparently, uh, so he stopped doing it, but now his friend's been doing it for him in his place instead. So that's nice. Oh, he, the student has become the master. Yep. He's passed on his lineage to some other guy that's getting uh, paid thousands of dollars to beat up old dudes. Some some guy called Ahu has uh, taken over, taken over the mantle and started knocking out these grandmasters. I mean, I just want to see this guy fight a real fighter. Put him against Zhang Weili. How about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like shit. I don't know, man. The weight class is just too big. Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. But there's some guys in China that would fuck him up too. Yeah, sure, of course. And this is the thing. Like, I'd rather see him fight a real fighter. Like, not an old man. What are we doing? Like, yeah, that's the point. You know, something you you ask yourself: um, Is social media and all this YouTube and all really beneficial? I mean, we got this open platform to share and talk. And to express our views and to learn stuff, but sometimes you see the the other the other flip side of the coin, like things coming out, like all these uh, guys. I mean, other than proving a point that MMA is the best or the, the kung fu master is like talking shit, what other gains are there that seeing old people get bashed up? Well, my the thing that I like least about modern social media is that it's it's all of this short form, ten second send out a tweet, Instagram post quick Facebook, like whatever, but this is different. This is long form content, right? We can go into issues. We're just curious and we're talking and we're having fun and we're like looking shit up and we're, like this has value because this kind of thing is what is in absence in modern society that you get from a Twitter and from an Instagram, which is like, let me put up a message. I can only have however many characters. I'm only allowed to cover a point for two minutes on a social media thing or a quick little YouTube video or whatever. Long form content is what the world needs more of because then you can actually get into interesting topics and all of the social media stuff aside, even best friends won't sit down with each other and talk to each other for an hour without looking at their phone, without being distracted by somebody else. Like just the idea of sitting down and talking to somebody uninterrupted for an hour, an hour and a half is completely foreign in this world that we've come to exist in nowadays. Yeah, I guess uh, you and Steven said it best. I'm still one of the last few assholes that will call you all the time. You're the last <laughs> asshole that will call me. <laughs> you, you rang me yesterday. Yeah, that was I the first, yeah, first time my phone's rang in like six months. I was like, what was this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, what is going on right now? I've never heard of this. And, and, and the best part, I don't even use that WhatsApp call. I call, call. Yeah, you actually call, call. I'm like, what is he? Part of me is like, dinosaur. Gro grossed out by it. And part of me is like, intrigued. You know what I mean? I'm slightly horrified <laughs> slash intrigued. Well, what is this function and <laughs> what is this funny <laughs> exactly every time you call Steven he sends me a message too and he's like guess who called me I'm like the only person who calls anyone Ron <laughs> you're like the Joey Diaz of our group Uncle Joey Uncle Ron yeah, this, I appreciate this. that about you though Ron you, you're not into this this fake shit which is weird when you start a podcast too right because I'm just afraid now that I will get in trouble with my comments just now <laughs> nah, you gotta be yourself man that's just the way that it is no in all fairness uh, go back, going back to the last topic I, I think uh, there are, if you truly ask me who I really support if I can be real real I'll go for Telsey oh Telsey mm. yeah this person I, I see I, I agree with the most Again, no skin again, but she's the person I agree with the most. 
she's an ex uh, military ex military she's yeah. uh, into like stopping what she, what uh, she term as uh, regime change wars yeah yeah I like her too she, she has very moderate views she yeah. might be the running mate for Biden I, I don't think so maybe not she doesn't toe the line that's okay I think uh, maybe you know they might go somebody more liberal it's hard to say yeah I, that, that's, that's one where I'll stand behind Andrew Yang maybe maybe not yeah, ma- 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 mainly Telsey oh we can always go for The Rock and uh, The Rock The Rock The Rock but I want The Rock as president not VP I don't want that how about this that we, we switch out we switch out Donald Trump and let's put Vince McMahon in oh, <laughs> you're fine <laughs> I, I think well to be fair that was also Trump's catchphrase so actually, actually Vince McMahon stole it from uh, Trump Oh, he did. I think kind of something like mm. that. I don't remember. Well, that was the Apprentice, right? That's where the you're fired. That was thing. the Apprentice. Then uh, Vince McMahon was going through this whole persona, like uh, like the evil boss. Like I remember screwing, that screwing the wrestler. You're you're fine. He's like <laughs> spitting everywhere and With shit. The big strong. Then that, uh, uh, Conor, Conor, Conor Yeah, dude. Conor McGregor fucking jacked his swagger, man. But Tr- Trump was on WWE. They yeah, actually, I know. The, oh, yeah. They, they call it the, the fight of the billionaires. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trump, versus Trump tackles him and then starts like hammer Vince fisting Vince him Vince in the head. Like, and to Vince McMahon's credit, as a big CEO of a company, he actually let Trump take the win and let oh, him... Oh, I know. Sh- hey, it was a hair yeah. versus hair match yeah. and shift the hair. No, Vince, is, Vince is not above making himself look bad if it profits, if it benefits the bottom line. He will look like an asshole if it makes his company And they are also money. losing money too and they, they, they cut away a lot of wrestlers this year. COVID, but they're still, Florida is still making, <laughs> making WWE essential service. Yeah. Wrestling, Every, man. Everybody's hurting, man. So everybody's sorry to, to cut you off. Yeah, I started a podcast. Uh, please don't flame me. Mainly just talk to flame friends. Him. <laughs> talk to friends and uh, just, just find out more stuff. Flame man. him, shadow ban him. What's the one where you give out his personal information? With Doxing. 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 Dox him. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put Captain his phone number. Just Ron's address is no. <laughs> no, but I I think. How's I, it going, dude? How's the podcast going? And we'll wrap up on that. It's it's pretty good. I, I think uh, everybody has a, a story to tell, so I just want to bring different people on and to listen their point of view. I I, I want to keep an open mind and, and see see uh, object objectivity and uh, different people's point of view. Uh. What's the I mean, I assume you've gone back and you've watched some of them. What are the the things that you've noticed, like things to make improvements on? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm doing this. Too. I, there's fucking shit wrong with this podcast every week. You know what I mean? I talk too much. I talk too little. It's not entertaining enough. I leave the fucking door open. There's echo. Like, there's any amount of stupid things that I can do on a weekly basis where I feel like I can improve it. I think my two, two things that I need to improve is, like, I click too much. So You click? So I, like, I tend to, like, like... So I, yeah, I'll make a point like, like, I click too much and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes uh, when I hear my guest makes a very good point, uh, I, I want to jump in, you hear me going in the background like, uh. mm. so yeah, I need to work on those. Uh. Like interrupting? Uh, about or uh, almost interrupting? Yeah, almost interrupting. Oh no, better let them finish their point. Yeah, it's a weird art form, right? One of our friends, Dr. Alan Chung, he's starting his first podcast today. So we got another one. Yep. Dude, the podcast wave is coming. It's, uh, I keep it's, saying it every week. Elvin, is, is he doing it yet? Or? He told me he was going to, but I think he's planning on doing it next year or something. You know, he's got a million different things on his plate. So right. uh, he wants to start one. And in all fairness, uh, you do it live. Uh, I do it over Zoom, very different format. But I, I guess the struggle is the same for both of us, even more so for me because I have a barrier in front of me. So a lot of times, uh, if the guest is very open or, or very free flowy, it's very easy to maintain a conversation. But sometimes people need to be, be helped to open up. 
So it's a lot of sensory feeling. You need to feel like, are they tired for the day? Do they have more points to say? Or maybe you need to like give them some like hints, like uh, some talking points, then they'll open up more. So and, and you need to feel like, okay, maybe he's tired. It's time to call and end the podcast already. Because we are doing long, long form, long forum uh, podcast. It's very hard to, to know when to, to stop it. So a lot of feeling involved. Yeah, and it's even harder to get a sense for that kind of stuff when you do it over Zoom. You know, because the, the physical cues aren't there. There's always a, t- a teensy bit of lag, which can lead to some confusion. And, man, I'll tell you, I hated doing those. As much as, you know, for me, the only thing about this podcast that's a pain in the ass is the setup, the takedown, and the editing. But it's all worth it for, like, the face-to-face conversation with somebody. Because when I did them over Zoom, just so I could make sure that I was keeping content out on the regular it just didn't feel the same, you know, because I like the face-to-face. That's my favorite part about it. That's why I wanted to do a podcast. But, you know, you got a family and you got shit to do and you're just trying to test it out. But you should try live form at some point and see. I, that I way do, you can have a... I don't have your budget, man. My budget, <laughs> my budget is nothing, dude. I got, like, smartphones and, like, a couple look cheap at this, mics. Look at these two mics here, man. Well, what's, what's, what sort of uh, well, show are you running on two mics? My producer stole these. Hey! Fuck! Hey, watch yourself, man. Watch yourself. <laughs> and I took the, these are Wugong's tripods. Like, whatever, man. You can get it on a shoestring budget. It's, the and good then, thing about the smartphones is they, they record a 4K now, man. Like, you can get pretty good quality. Yeah, the, the, the whole editing part is like a whole new beast that I don't want to tackle. And uh, I don't have the, the software. And uh, the software is easy, but the hardware to do to, to the video editing. Yeah, dude, I'm a white belt in the whole thing because... Part of the art form is the art form of the conversation. Like you said, trying to get people to speak. And then, you know, part of it is entertainment. So you have to be interesting to the people listening to the best of your ability. And then it, uh, the best thing for me is that if I just talk and the guest just goes, right? The more the guest talks, the more easier it is for the podcast to be smooth. But then you got to know, at least if, for worst case scenario, a little bit of editing. As I realized with these new mics, a little bit of sound editing because the video is one thing, but you know, once I had the new video thing down, I learned how to video edit. Then we kept getting these sound issues, so then I had to fucking learn how to do that. And you know, I'm a white belt at all of it, so it's a it's a grind. And the more you can just throw yourself into the grind, the better you'll be, because that's where the good shit lies, somewhere on the other side of the the, the grind and the struggle. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and and the next part of the issue is like. Uh, I guess you, you also face the issue about getting guests, you know, uh, people have uh, obligations, they have appointments, something they cancel due to personal issues, fine with that, but uh, I, I do feel it's slightly easier to get people on through Zoom yeah. because they're doing it at that's home. True. Yeah. So, so till now, it's still pretty okay. Yeah, that's, but let's that's let's true. let's see how it goes, man. Maybe after this, I'll, I'll, I'll have to delete my social media account. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. After this episode, <laughs> all you did, all you did was talk about politics and then like all of the acts that can allow you to be abducted by the government and put into like <laughs> nothing controversial. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing uh, we were on point. American politics and then people just disappearing and the government's right to make you just disappear. You're fine, Ron. They're not going to take you away. It's not like you said anything. I, I just here. saw somebody walk past in camouflage with no badge, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. filming as we walk by. All right, man. Let's finish this thing. That's up. so fast. Can we go on five, a few more minutes? Yeah, sure. Let's chat, man. How long have we been going, dude? What do you got? What do you want to talk about? Anything, man. You just, lead me. You're the podcast star now. I'm just chatting with you, man. You, I check out my podcast on Conspiracy Theory Z. <laughs> Shout you, out. <laughs> you lead the podcast. I'm slowing down, so you direct me. Give me direction, Ron. Take me to your dark place. No, I just want to talk. Take, I haven't seen you for so long. How's I know, it going? man. You got to come in and you got to train sometimes. That'd be sweet. Well, I'll rule with you if the government allows it. But you don't come in on Monday when I'm here? No, we can, you can hold pads for me. I can hold pads for you. That'd be sweet. Now you know my rates. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> I pay you. 
How about that? Yeah, you pay me to hold a pass for you, then. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do pay you anyway. All I got to do is just come into class, dude. Don't you miss that? That's what I've been focusing on a lot more in class is like, call it selfish or whatever, but I've been making the students hold pass for me too. Because like, I don't know, what's your theory on this? Someone told me that at, I think it's uh, Fama, that uh, the instructors aren't allowed to roll with the students in class unless there's an odd number. And so, you know, so that way the instructor would be the even number. So... In other words, like they couldn't, they, they're not comfortable allowing a student to sit out for the instructor to roll. Where, you know, for me, like, I always thought, I always wanted to train with the instructor. I always wanted them to be in class. Like, for me, that was the most fun. If I got a roll with the coach or the coach was holding pads for me or I was holding pads for them, like, that was the most fun I ever had. So, like, when I come in, at least the last two weeks, part of it's just to get my weight under control and shit, but I've been making sure that I'm hitting the pads every day with my students. And now the good thing is we haven't been doing BJJ. Every class has been mostly pad work. So, like, they're get, starting to get pretty good at holding pads. I have, like, three or four students now who can comfortably hold pads for me pretty well. They know how to hit the right way. They're starting to learn how to control the range and hold, all the strikes feel, feel comfortable and firm and and stuff like that. What do you think? Do you? I think maybe not the first round for the roll. The first round, you let all the students roll. If there's an even number, you let all the students roll. Then anytime when uh, students want to sit out, rest, what, then you, you jump in. Maybe the first round should just let everybody have a goal first. Yeah, but what do you, what do you think about like not allowing it? Uh, again, to each his own. Uh, whatever yeah. gym rule. I, I, I'm not for against it, whichever works best. You know, it's pretty, on one hand, it's pretty sucky if, if the first round, you instructor, hey, you, sit out. Maybe not like that, but just take a breakfast. And, hey, I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, not like that. But, but to not to not allow it to, to say it's uh, not acceptable. I, I. Well, I mean, for me, that's the first red flag I see if I if I train at a gym and the coach doesn't ever roll, because, you know, like that's all the coach the excuse the coach needs to just especially like they've been teaching for a few years. Maybe they've got a few brown belts. They don't want to roll with their students because they're like worried about getting tapped in front of other the students or something like that. That's a pretty common thing that you see. And that's the first sign where I'm like, what? Then I don't know about this, man, because you just got to, coaches got to roll. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm more uh, chill about it. Maybe, I always say, maybe sometimes they're tired and not What about well. your students holding pads for you? Uh, I don't do it as much. Almost never, because uh, I, I see more like uh, they're here to learn, so I want to, I want to give them the full experience. Do you let them te- hold the pads? Uh, no, not at the moment. See, you do the Thai style thing. I, I teach my students how to hold the pads because that's also me teaching them. The, more, the better that they get at learning how to hold the pads means everybody gets more rounds, means they become better coaches, which in turn means like, and you learn a lot, especially holding pads, dude, you learn a lot. You learn about the range. You're always mimicking the things that they're showing. You learn how to get your weight under a kick just like you would if somebody were to kick you. Like there's a lot that you I, learn from actually learning how to teach, hold the pads. And most people just start holding them. They don't actually, the coach doesn't sit there and be like, so you need to do this, this is how you hold for this, needs to be in front of your face, you can't go so far, you got to keep them at the end of your range, you got to touch the tips, lean lean down, you know, like, they're just like, go hold them. But it's, a, it's an art form in itself, just holding the pads. If you're a good pad holder, you make the person hitting pads feel like a god. If you're a shit one, like, you can leave the class just feeling unsatisfied because it's awkward and the timing's off. And I think I'm, I'm a bit more like, uh, like uh, I agree that if you don't try, you won't know. But I'm more for a cause that if the student wants to learn the whole pad, then I'll teach them. Because some people want to go to a restaurant and eat, but some people want to learn how to cook. Yeah. So you can't force the person who wants to eat to learn how to cook. 
although maybe they'll be, they'll be good at it, but, but really boils down to student what they want to learn. Yeah. So I try to work around for them. If they tell me that, hey, I want to learn the whole pads, sure, I'll show you how the whole pads. But the students say, you know, some people are just here to have a good time, sweat it out, hit the bags, hit the packs and go home. They don't do anything else. So I, I won't like get them to learn the whole pads. But to me, that's like, that's like saying, I want to come to a jiu-jitsu class, but I only want to drill, I only want to drill my offense. I don't want to let you drill your offense and I'm the one that's giving you the reactions. Yeah, but again, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I only want to do the fun part. I don't want to be the partner for the other person and give the, that's like the, you know, the person that you drill with where you just right, like, but you're fucking flopping there and you're not actually like giving the correct reactions. And but you're just it's, being it's, a, dead it's fish. a bit different. It's a bit different from, I would say, I feel it's a bit different from holding pads in Muay Thai and rolling in Jiu-Jitsu. Because drilling, I would say. Drilling. Not, yeah. It's a bit different because you know that you have to But that is drilling. Pad work is drilling. Uh, it's a bit different, no? In comparison to drilling in Jiu-Jitsu and and Muay Thai because when you hold pads you're really holding pads like it's not it's not really okay it's a common understanding you need to train with a partner in, in Jiu Jitsu somebody needs to be a physical body to give you a certain level of resistance and you train but in Muay Thai when you, when you do any striking art uh, you train with the instructor you know when, when you make somebody hold pads in certain sense they are learning but in certain sense they are taking form some people just don't want to take on this additional responsibility they just don't want to do it lazy uh, you, you you can't actually you can't say that too they because they want to be do the good part. They don't holding holding pass. There's some risk to it, no? Some there is some. That's true. There's some risk to it. And 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 the the, the issue is um, when you a bad pet holder, you may not just injure your partner. You injure yourself too. Of course, it takes practice. You but need to teach. All of these rules apply yeah, you to, to jujitsu yeah. and but everything again, else as well. Again, as I said, it's common agreement in jujitsu or grappling arts that you need work a partner. You need to teach. But in striking, is you're working with a coach. But you can't really do, like, so for example, you know, we'll have sometimes, well, back before the circuit breaker and stuff, we'll have 10 people in a Muay Thai class. I can't hold pads for 10 people. There's, right, right. No I, I, I get this, it's but this. if I have five people in class who can hold pads, everybody's getting more around. The collective level is rising much. The only people that I know that do it are, Western coaches do this because when I trained at Adrenaline in Canada, they, it was the same way. Like, you got your partner, you learn how to hold pads. Everybody knew how to hold pads. But then when you come to Asia, the ties only hold pads. And people only want to hit with the ties. They don't want to hit with these other people. And so it's like a different teaching modality. I get the, the strengths and stuff of both sides. But to me, it's just being a, holding pads for somebody is being a good partner. I mean, of course, I don't have, like, first-month people to hold pads, right? I mean, I'm not, like, day one. Of course, you can't. You don't even know how to punch. Of course, you can't hold pads. But I think probably after, like, two to three months... Of basic training that's when you should start to learn how to hold basic pads right nothing crazy and of course even then i'm not going to have the hardest kicker in class go with the beginner pad holder of course you know what i mean that doesn't because they'll kick them so hard they won't know how to get their weight under it it'll knock them back hit them in the face there's definitely some danger when it comes to holding pads if you're a noob but that's when you put them with people who are more experienced that know how to kick 20 percent you know what I mean? Just to make sure they don't get fucking cracked, just like you would in, in jiu-jitsu. You're going to put the, you don't put two first week white belts to drill together because they're going to no idea what to do. You put the purple belt with the white belt. And then, right, same thing with the pad holding, I think. I, I, I see pad holding more like, again, people are here to learn, to have, in some of them are to learn, some are to compete, some to have a good time. So I really see and sense and feel what the students are here for. Uh, I don't think I'll make them do pat pat per se, but maybe more like Dutch style whereby they do drills as I hold the I hold the, the gloves up, pat yeah. pat and kick and block and Yeah, and that's like that's like pad light. Yeah, yeah pat light. I, I won't mm. make them do full pad because uh some people really just don't like responsibility. Make them do that and say, Why are you making me okay? It, it, some feels why are you making me work for you? 
I, I don't want to do this. You, you can say whatever you like. They it's are lazy. Spoiled students, wrong. Yeah, but Damn. then again, but then again, you need to understand in this place is a like it or not, we're running a business. You are running a business. It's a client client company relationship. No. I mean, I wouldn't do it in like a, I wouldn't do it in a private lesson. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to do a private be, lesson and be like, "Hey, you want to hold for me?" <laughs> like, you yeah, know. but again, in a group class, people, some people are here just to get a workout. So some people just don't feel comfortable. Then you, how about guys that are a bit more introvert or they just don't like to mingle around? They're just here to train. This they follow instructions. This is how you integrate them. This is how you. Yeah, but you need to give people their space to do what. Again, people are here. They're paying money. They're paying money here for a service. So it's not that you don't want them to learn, but you want to slowly help them to integrate and learn. And some people just don't like to do that. Some people get hurt and never come back again. Yeah. I've, I've seen people leave because you ask them to do... I'm not here to judge your character, but I've seen people leave the gym because they, they don't agree that they, they need to not do what is in the drill, but the instructor make them like hold pads or, or do certain stuff. that they, they, are, they, they feel they're not responsible or they're taking too big a responsibility. They just you saw someone leave because someone yeah. asked them to hold pads? Not pads, not pads per se, but uh, in the do other... Do stuff they didn't the, want to do. The other martial arts, the other martial arts, they, they, they mm. are here to learn. So they, the, the, the instructor was training them up to be like a... Okay, in the Namasha, I do the, there's a clear path that do you want to be a fighter or do you want to be a, a, a coach, a teacher? Mm. Okay, so they're very clear path. So th- there are some people that are here, I'm just here to learn, to appreciate the art, to move forward, but they, they don't want to go the teaching path because the whole separate route and they, they, the, the concern is not they don't want to do it, but they, they feel that they don't want to take this additional responsibility to teach. What if I teach something wrong? What if I do something wrong? Not everybody has their own quirks and uh, what they want, want or don't want to do. So that's why, again, feel like like Tang wants to hold pads, Christopher Tang. So he asked me and I share him to do this, do that. Then I'll, uh, almost if any student asks me how to hold pads, I'll share. But uh, I won't openly say, hey, do you want to learn how to hold pads? I, I think it's a whole separate, whole separate uh, responsibility. I'm not sure anybody, not everybody wants to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I mean, for sure, not everybody wants to do it. But for me, it's just part of the class for everybody. Unless you're like, you know, we had a, a trial come in today. This. Uh, Man, he's really athletic. He's built like a tank. He's little and he's, he's about as wide as he is tall. You know what I mean? He's like five foot four. I think he's like 14 or 15. But this kid could throw head kicks above his head. He's like, he was like a Roy Nelson looking kid, right? He's like kind of thick and as wide as he is tall, but he was really flexible and athletic. He did all three classes today. He did all three hours. And I was like, damn. So, you know, this kid came in. Of course, I'm not going to make him hold pads and if they're a beginner, then I put them on the bag. And then like, you know, a month or two down the road, then I start having them. Same thing. We start out with the Dutch drills on the glove. And then a few weeks of doing that, and you pretty much have the idea of the kick other than like the, the tie pad where you got to get get your weight under it so you don't kick, hit yourself in the face and all that kind of stuff. But I, I really, and the most important thing for me is when you get to hold pads for somebody, you, you learn things that you would not be able to learn if you were only hitting the pads yourself. You learn distance management. There's a lot of defensive moves that you do when you hold pads, right? You, anytime you hold a pad, you're doing a parry, right? You're literally like parrying a shot. If you're gonna throw your cross here and I, and I catch it in front of my face like that, that, that's a parry, right? If you were gonna kick me, if I'm touching the tips of the pads like that and then I get down on it, that's literally exactly how you would block a body kick, right? There's all these uh, basic movements it teaches you to get your weight under and not flinch because if someone goes to kick me and I move back in a way that shit will knock you over it will chop you over right so it teaches you how to not flinch how to get under it when you throw uh, a punch at somebody and you're trying to teach them how to slip you got to throw it straight at their face and they learn how to sort of get off to the side I see pad work as like a 
you know, I mean, even as the ties do it, it's like an extension of the actual fighting itself. You know, if you hit the pads with a, a tie, you're basically fighting them. I mean, they're going to catch your kicks, they're going to trip you, they're going to dump you, then they're going to ask you for 10 kicks, and then, you know, like, crew Watt or crew Watt will punch you in the stomach, punch you in the face. Cronoy's going to throw kicks at your head. It's a very interactive back-and-forth thing, and it does – there's something about, like, coaching somebody when, you, when you're holding the pads, giving them the commands. It teaches them the combinations to do, like one-two hook low kick. Or what it like, and you, when you call that out and you see it, you start to build this muscle memory of, like, catching it and reacting to it. And that's a two-sided thing. I think there's really, really, really good value in most. I, I've never had a student. If a student was like, dude, I'm just not into it, I, I wouldn't force him yeah. to do it for sure. But yeah. I, I do think there's great value in it, and it does give you that kind of bond. It gives you a bond, right? And to, to end your point in closing, uh, I maybe I'm a bit more old school. Uh, I do agree that uh, holding pet, you, you, learn, you learn more and learn better when you're the teacher. The best way to learn something is to be a teacher, teach somebody. But I'm a bit old school from traditional martial art days that uh, it's really a sensey feely kind of character. Don't they hold so, pads for each other like the traditional? Like yeah, but, the... but uh, with Muay Thai is a bit different because the, the whole point is sometimes... Uh, okay, I won't say Muay Thai. Striking is a bit different. You, you really need to sense and feel the character of the person. Some I'm sure you've seen before people uh, develop the illusion of grandeur holding pads. Yeah. Then this. Then all the new or guy. Or hitting pads. Or hitting, or hitting pads. Yeah, but uh, the worst one is the the pad holder because uh, they they start teaching. If they're the new guy, then they start teaching the older guy. No, you shouldn't do this. Yeah. But there's no right or wrong because what works for your body may not work for mine. Okay. Or number two, even worse. Uh, you know, sometimes we give. I give you a love tap. You give me a love tap back when we drop our hands or do something. So. Yeah. But you see them like starting as a love tap, then somebody get pissed, then it becomes harder. Escalate. Then, then become a full up fight between the pack holder and the person hitting pads and somebody's gonna get injured. Yeah. So you need to sense and feel because sometimes people just get so lost, lost in themselves and it's just like suddenly, like, hey, I'm the pack holder, you're supposed to follow my instruction. Like, mm. fuck you. You, drop your you hit me, I hit you back too. <laughs> oh, prison rules then. <laughs> then you see, it's the same like when you say that uh, we spar light, Thai style, light on body, Dutch style, heavy, sorry, Thai or Dutch style. Uh, it's always play heavy on body, light on the head, light punches. But you see that some people like can't control it, develop a full out fight. Yeah. yeah, all the time. So it definitely if, happens in sparring. Yeah, even in pet holders. So you need to, you really, uh, for me, it's really like a sensitive feeling to see the character of the person. Yeah, because some people you can push more than you can push others. Some people don't want to push so hard. Other people want you to just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true. I've never seen a, like a fight break out with a pad holder before, but I've definitely seen it in sparring, <laughs> like for sure. When the punches start flying, somebody hit. I was like, "Bro, I was only going 60 percent. You hit me seventy percent, and you hit me seventy, so I hit you seventy five percent." And they're like, "No, you did this to me." It's like two kids getting into an argument. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've only had that happen one time here. Like two guys got a little pissed at each other in sparring. It's only happened one time. In the actually, it's probably the only time it's ever happened at any point when I've been teaching Muay Thai. But it does happen from time to time. Yep, yep. Yep, that's the way it goes. All right, shall we finish up, man? You got anything yeah, else you want to well, drop before we, before we bounce? How long have we been going, Jake? Do you know? Oh, uh, half. Hour, yeah, nearly an hour and a half, I'd say. Perfect. Ron, shout your, your thing out again. Well, Uncle Ron Podcast on YouTube, uh, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can look for Mouthbox or Uncle U-N-K-L-E. All right. Yep, that's it. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for having for me on again. Ron, I'm happy always, to see you. Always, dude. You're the most. Uh, I've had you on more than anybody. I told you that would happen. This is the third time you've been on here, and this is episode 27. 27. So thank you, everybody, for listening. This I'll is the Stronghold Podcast. Yep. Okay. Episode 27 in the books. Thank you, everybody. Peace. Mm-hmm.